All right, hello again, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Seashore Podcast, but part two of our two-part series, Old School Mentality, New School Methodology. In the last episode, I discussed an old school mentality, and I, I shared some stories about my childhood and my time around the holidays, things that I, I you know did with my parents and my brothers, but namely a movie, The Bishop's Wife, which happens to be my all-time favorite movie that I can watch, whether it's the holiday season or not, with a gentleman who also happened to be my all-time favorite actor in the one, the only, Cary Grant. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the methodology aspect. You know, we spent about a half hour discussing the mentality and really hammering on the message of the movie. In this episode, I want to discuss how we can apply that today, starting right now, why we need to start that today, right now, and how to carry that through into the new year so that instead of resolving the root cause to anything you're struggling with, shout out to Chris Salem on that verbiage, rather than waiting to resolve and potentially having to wait another year to do that, how to get ahead of it and how to be ready to embrace that wave starting January 1st. Because we're not starting on January 1st. We are going to be starting on December 4th, 2019. Welcome to the Seashore Podcast. I am your host, the one, the only coach, Davey Williams, the lifestyle lifeguard, proud founding partner and managing director at the EFA Movement, a.k.a. Empowered Fathers in Action, who also happen to be sponsoring this two-part series. So let's get it cracking. If you get a little lost on this episode, please listen to the prior episode where I discuss the old school mentality. This is a two-part series that did two separate episodes. We took last week for Thanksgiving off to enjoy time with family and friends. So this is a two-part series. And we're not waiting until Christmas because I can't enable people to wait to get their processing gear the way that they deserve to until January 1st. And so we discussed the bishop's wife in the last episode. We discussed the role that Cary Grant played as Dudley the Angel. We discussed Henry the Bishop, Loretta Young's character, Julia. And we discussed all of the other characters and how Dudley made an impact in their lives and then left without anybody even knowing he was there to begin with. You know, one of the things that I love about leadership, something I was always drawn to with leadership is being transparent and being authentic. Now, one thing many people know about me, if you're just getting to know me, you're just getting to know the seashore in this podcast, you're just getting to know Empowered Fathers in Action and our leadership team with my partners, Chris Salem and Joe Cohen. I am who I am. And you should be who you are. I do not sacrifice my principles. I do not sacrifice my integrity. I do not sacrifice my brand and what I stand for. For other people. I don't believe in followers. I don't believe in followers. And a post I just put out. I believe it was uh, today. It was going to be December 4th. So it would go out on the day that I was I was launching this two-part podcast here. Or this two-part episode. Look, the conventional thought process is that we are all born as followers and we become leaders. Common thought process is that leaders are something that are developed. We become leaders. 
No, we don't. One thing I also will claim right off the bat, I am as unconventional as they come. I do not believe in all of conventional wisdom. I believe there is power to it. I believe there's something that we can learn from it. But I do not believe in everything that conventional wisdom has taught us. What do I mean by that? I truly believe in my heart that we are all born as leaders. We choose whether to empower that within ourselves or we do not. Followers are something that we become by not making that choice. No one is born a follower. We're all born to be leaders. Leaders for ourselves, leaders for our families, leaders for our communities, leaders for our classrooms and corporations alike. There's also a conventional common saying, not everybody's born to be a leader. I don't agree with that in the slightest. I believe we are all designed to be leaders in some facet. I do not believe that we were put on this planet to be followers. But rather than opening that can of worms, I'm going to rely on my favorite movie of all time. And my favorite role of my favorite actor, Cary Grant, in Dudley the Angel. So let's talk about some of the things that I discussed in the last episode. Simplicity. Empowerment. Dignity and respect. Some people forgot their awesomeness. Some people haven't realized it yet. Being what other people need, even if you're not what they want. Having an angelic demeanor about you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Christmas is a fun holiday. At least it used to be. It used to be. And the bishop's wife, everybody's out shopping. They're all happy. They all got smiles on their faces. (laughs) Good luck. Nowadays, I don't care where you live in the United States of America. Whether you're in Happyville, California, or Looneyville, Florida, where I live, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, whether you've got a white Christmas or a green one, irrelevant. Everywhere we go, there's negativity. Everywhere we go, there's people pissed off. Everywhere you go. Even church. Go to church on Christmas Eve to avoid the hassle of Christmas Day. You go on Christmas morning to avoid the hassle of the park, and it never works. Inevitably, more people have that same thought process, right? Because we're all following, right? Everybody's following the thought process of let's get it out ahead of time. Isn't that hilarious? We're celebrating the birth of what some people consider to be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ himself, even though his birthday was in July. We celebrated in December. Thank you, commercialism. We are celebrating the life of a guy that lived with love and respect and was crucified not for what he believed, but because of politics. We're celebrating the life of a guy who wanted to help change the world for the better and we're out here having pissing contests in the parking lot. We're mad at the person in front of us, behind us, 
You can't go to the mall for any malls that are still in existence. Can't go to the mall and have a good time. Can't enjoy shopping. Everybody's got to be in a damn mood. Everybody's concerned. Do I say Merry Christmas? Do I say Happy Holidays? What if they're not Christian? What if they don't believe in that? People ask me, you were raised Catholic. You were raised to be a Christian, even though that's not what you do now. Even though with your doctorates and your ministry, you don't go that route per se. You still believe in what Christmas represents. Why do you say Happy Holidays? I say happy holidays because merry is a word we associate with a certain particular time of the year for like 45 days. Happy. Happy is a word we can associate from January 1st until December 31st. I'm a happy guy. I like happy. Happy is a state of being. Merry is not a state of being, rather a state of emotion, a state of here now gone later, only applicable at a certain time. That's going to be prevalent in this part of the, uh, the series here. The greatest gift you can give anybody for Christmas the greatest gift you can give anybody for Hanukkah. The greatest gift you can give anybody at any time of the year, in any situation, is a smile, is happiness, it's love and empowerment. The greatest gift you can give other people is the gift of yourself. However, if you are not whole within yourself and you're not happy within yourself, you cannot gift that to other people. Dudley empowered people without them even realizing it. Dudley just reminded people of their inner divinity. He reminded them of love, gratitude. It really matters in the grand scheme of things. I love what Dudley stood for. I love what Dudley's character stood for. I love what the bishop's wife as a whole, what the movie stands for. We live in complicated, trying times now. I always say I like to keep things black and white. Why? Because when you talk about a gray area, you're talking about convoluted. You're talking about murky water. I don't like that. That's a lack of clarity. For those of you that are unfamiliar with the seashore, we can't do anything without what? Clarity. Can't commit to anything without it. How can you control anything without a clear commitment? How can you have compassion when you aren't clear and committed and focused on what you can control? And how can you have any consistency in your process without any of the prior words? can't so let's simplify the complicated solutions the political division 
is an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment across the board. Not as Americans. As human beings. The animosity. The lies. The spewing of hatred. Is an embarrassment. The fact that so many people continue to buy into it is even more embarrassing. You know what I've found? Most people that are just absolutely despising the current president of the United States of America, Donald Trump, find that the majority of people who are on that bandwagon with those that want him impeached, even though it's not going to happen, we know it's not going to happen, we know there was no collusion, we know the only BS was on the side of the other party, we still got people that are pressing this. Is it the media? Nope. Is it Donald Trump? Nope. Is it certain Democrats or quote-unquote liberals? Nope. It is all of us as human beings choosing how we're going to handle this situation. Here's the common denominator that I have found. Most people that are driven by the animosity, most people that are driven by the hatred and the spewing and the ridiculousness and the inability to have a conversation, the inability to communicate. I have found that 11 out of 10, yes, I know how to do math, 11 out of 10 of those people are miserable human beings. Doesn't boil down to politics, doesn't boil down to religion, boils down to people are just freaking miserable and they want everyone else to be as miserable. And if you're not miserable now, you're stupid. That's great. So our choice is misery or stupidity. I choose neither one of those. I think those are both very sour options. I prefer the sweet side of things. So here's what I know. Simplicity offsets complications. Simplicity offsets the complications. The road we've paved has been very hard because we tried to pave something that was already there. We're paving over something. All we have to do is walk it, right? So people are afraid of the solution because it's not going to be easy. You're damn right it's not going to be easy. It wasn't easy to fall into this trap of nonsense and negativity that we have found ourselves in as a society. But I don't use that word. I hate that word almost as much as I hate follower. Actually, flip that. I hate that word more than I hate follower. My least favorite word in life and business is easy. Because easy is something that people seek, something people chase. More often than not, they don't find it. And what do we get? Hard. How do I know that? Look at where we are. Look at where we are. So let's stop seeking and start embracing. What? Simplicity. Let's treat other people with dignity and respect. So I'm going to make a couple challenges here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to make some challenges. I'm going to challenge you to do something this holiday season. And it's going to sound crazy to some of you. Others of you, it's going to sound awesome. Either way, to me, it is 
awesome. So I'm going to share it because that's how I am. I don't care what people want to hear. I'm going to tell people what I feel they need to hear. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. Awesome. I'm going to challenge everybody. Number one, if you haven't seen The Bishop's Wife, to watch The Bishop's Wife. That's the first challenge. Challenge number two. I want you to take the color and the fluff out of life for the rest of this year, the rest of this holiday season. I want you to take it out. I want you to get back to black and white. I want you to eliminate gray. I want you to eliminate murky water and convoluted BS. So I want you to simplify what you're doing. I want you to stop seeing the negativity and the BS and the drama because I want you to stop looking at it and for it. My next challenge is to turn the bullshit off. How crazy is that? Everybody has the ability every day to get up and turn their computer on and get on the internet and watch this malarkey happening. Everybody has the power to turn on a television. Guess what else you have the ability to do? This is crazy. You ready for this, guys? Universal balance? You have the ability to turn it off. That's my challenge. Eliminate the color, and I want you to eliminate the negativity. And I don't care if you're a Fox News person, if you're a CNN person. I don't really give a rat's ass where you stand. I'm telling you, I'm challenging you. Watch the movie. Eliminate the color. Break it back down to black and white. Here's my next challenge. I told you, I don't want you to see the BS because I want you to stop looking for it or at it. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down when you're done listening to this podcast. And I want you to sit down. And I mean sit your ass cheeks down in a chair or in the sand. I don't really care where you put it. Just put it somewhere. And if there's something up there, make sure you pull it out first. This exercise will work a lot better. But I want you to sit down for a minute. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about something. Okay? I want you to think about a Christmas tree. For my family, it was always a Douglas fir. I don't care if it's a fake tree or a real tree. I just need you to picture a freaking Christmas tree. Again, it's not going to be easy. We're going to make this simple. So I want you to picture the Christmas tree. Got it? You got that picture? Got the Christmas tree? It's the only thing I want you to see. You see it? Awesome. Now here's what I want you to do. I want that to be your Christmas tree. That tree represents you and your process, everything you stand for in this holiday season. That tree is you. Sit down. I didn't say get up. The hell are you doing? You saw the tree. Good for you. Sit down. And you got the tree. Awesome. Now I want you to see two more trees behind yours. Or next to it. At this moment, you should see three trees. Now I want you to see five trees. Don't jump on this exercise. 
Follow me with this one. I'm doing it as well. Okay, we've got five Christmas trees in front of us. Now here comes the question. What's the difference between the first tree you saw and the other four you now see? Nothing. Isn't the human mind something incredible? As a matter of fact, the tree that you see and the other four trees that you see, the five trees you see, guess what they are? They're the same five trees that I'm looking at. See, if you pictured a Douglas fir, you didn't picture two palm trees behind it. If you're like my wife and I who live in the state of Florida, we decorate palm trees. So if you saw a palm tree, you didn't put two Douglas firs behind it. What did you just do? You multiplied what you saw. The same thing. Now I want you to do something else. Sit down. We're still not standing. I want you to take those five trees. I want you to remember the five trees. Now I want you to do something with those five trees. The first tree that you pictured, I want you to put yourself next to that tree. Okay? So you're standing next to your tree. You got four trees behind you. Or next to you. Whatever. I want you to take the four people you have the biggest problem in your life with. Whether they're personal family, friends, whether it's Donald Trump. Doesn't matter. I want you to take the first four people that you got a problem with. That have caused you pain. First four that come to your mind. Now they're standing with you. I challenge you to remember something, ladies and gentlemen. Where those people stand in your tree, forest, those five trees, what they represent to you, you could be one of the four for the other person. Every single one of us has a different tree that we pictured. But every single one of us has the same five trees in our mind right now, right? That's the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we have simply forgotten something very powerful. We as a society are a forest. What makes up the forest? All of the trees. And though we may have different trees, we may be different trees, some may be pine, some may be palm. What truly matters is the component of the tree. And just like the trees are all wood, 
They've got greenery on them of some sort. Some have more branches than others. Some have longer branches than others. Some shed more than others. Some are taller than others. Some are bigger than others. Some are smaller. We're all trees. That's all that matters. So I'm going to challenge you to take the four people that you see as a challenge and I want you to visually remember that they are nothing more than a freaking tree just like you. I want you to let that marinate. Then I want you to do something by December 25th, 2019. I want you to reach out to that person. Or, again, I'm just using this as an easy example because, well, no offense, we just made it this easy for me. Even if Donald Trump is that person... I want you to wish them a Merry Christmas and I want you to wish them a Happy Holiday. I want you to reach out to them. If you hate Donald Trump, we all know his second residence outside of the White House is Twitter. I want you to get on Twitter and I want you to say Merry Christmas, Mr. President. I don't want you to say a damn thing else. Happy Holidays, Mr. President. Happy Holidays, person. Then I want you to close your mouth and I want you to walk away. Why do I want people to do this? True story. This is the analogy that got me over hating other people and carrying a lot of animosity towards people in my life. And it'll work for you. The only difference to where I am now right now sharing this analogy and you listening and hearing it is I made that choice and that is my Christmas gift to you. You're going to make that choice as well. Ten years from now, you're going to remember that you made the choice, but you're not going to remember that I helped you come to that conclusion. Just like in The Bishop's Wife, Nobody remembered Dudley, but everybody will remember how the cathedral got itself back together and how that town brought itself back together. That is my challenge this Christmas. So I'm going to challenge you to be what you deserve to be, which is a good person. I'm going to challenge you to be a leader. Is everybody going to accept the challenge? Hell no. If we did, it'd be an awesome world. If it was an awesome world, I wouldn't have a job. That's what I want you to do. Those trees don't have to represent people. They could be situations in your life. One of those trees was that for me. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And walk away.
way. You just gave without expectation, and whatever comes back to you, you will see without resistance. Why? Because I told you to walk away and let it go. And that's what I've done. Now, does that mean you're not going to make smart-ass comments about things years later? Absolutely not, because if you're like me, I do. That's just how I am. Never apologize for who or what I am. But it's a lot easier to carry the baggage of a sense of humor, whether it's right or wrong, than it is to carry the baggage of anger and animosity. Santa makes it real easy carrying a tremendous bag of gifts for little boys and girls who behave themselves. You know why it's that simple for Santa to carry that bag? Because positivity and good things are lighter to carry so you can carry more of it. So how about you accept the Seashore Challenge this Christmas? How about right now, December 4th, today, you give yourself exactly 11 days to say Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas to yourself first and to those other trees after that. Why four? Because quality always matters more than quantity. Every forest is composed of a tree on top of a tree on top of a tree. So we start this way. We allow that to transcend into January. So if you're someone like Debbie, the bishop's daughter, who hadn't yet realized how great she was. Please allow me to be your Dudley. And please do this exercise for yourself and forget I even told you about it. Or maybe you're Sylvester, the taxi driver. And at one point you knew and you just simply forgotten. We all have a choice. All Dudley did was remind people of that. Today, I'm proud to say all I do is remind people of their choice. I have them. I make them. I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. But I choose to remember that. And I still, to this day, choose to try to help other people remember that as well. That's how for the political conversations that I'm able to have, we can get there. For our religious conversations, we can get there. No one's going to build your forest. All they're going to do is tear it down. The greatest gift you can give yourself this Christmas is the gift of yourself. Do that first. Got to be selfish before you can be selfless. Then I want you to take those four sticklers of bullshit and nonsense and negativity. I want you to have gratitude. And I want you to walk in to 2020 
with five trees in front of you visually and watch your forest grow. Because next year at this time on December 4th, 2020, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be showing other people exactly what I'm sharing with you now. And that, ladies and gentlemen, like I always say, is how we take the quantity of negativity and offset it with the quality of positivity. But we got to make that choice. The greatest gift God ever gave us doesn't come at Christmas. It comes all of the time. It's also our greatest detriment. That is choice and free will. So you're going to choose what you do with this with this episode. You're going to choose what you do with what I say and what I speak on. You're going to choose. I've made the choice to share it. You got to choose to care or not. My gift to you is letting you make that choice. Again, if you were a little confused as to why in the hell this topic was brought up and why we're talking about methodology and where this all stemmed from and why I'm even talking about the bishop's wife, please listen to the prior episode where we discussed the old school mentality. This is the new school methodology. This is how we bring it back to simpler times. This is how we remember that we are all united. We are all trees. We are all wood. We are all branches. We are all what comprise the forest. We are all united on some level. We're unified as human beings. The division is in our stupidity, our arrogance, and our ignorance. All choices. We will have next week's episode ready to rock and roll. We will have two more podcasts this month. We will not have one on Christmas Day. I may get a short one out before then. Definitely going to have two more. However, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of my beautiful wife and our beautiful family of four-legged loonies and all of my associates, my partners, my colleagues at the EFA movement with the Seashore Lifestyle, Seashore Golf, Happy Holidays, and Merry Christmas. Embrace the greatness that you are. Be humble and grateful for the gift that you are, just like Dudley did. And then go out and share that with other people. And remember, all that matters is what people do with it, not who told them or shared with them an analogy to make it happen. You're not proving me right or proving me wrong by your choice. You are proving that humanity always supersedes opinions. And if we can get that back to black and white in simple times, like when the bishop's wife was put out and published, the world would be a beautiful, lovable, livable place. And that's all I ever want for any and everybody and their families and their communities, no matter where you are in the world. Don't just live with love. Live with a purpose and live through love. Thank you, everybody. And thank you to my nonprofit that I have the honor of being partners with Joe Cohen, Chris Salem, all of our boards, all of our advisors. Thank you to EFA 
for sponsoring this two-part series. And thank you to everybody for the love and support that you show the Seashore Podcast. Myself and the Seashore Lifestyle, Seashore Golf, and the Party Method. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for giving me a platform and a purpose. And thank you for always empowering me to continue to empower you. See you next week on the Seashore Podcast. With love and gratitude, I am the one, the only Coach Davey Williams, the lifestyle lifeguard. See you on the next wave, ladies and gentlemen.